my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you the first episode in honor of Father's Day, in honor of Danny Tanner. Of course, that episode is Season 1, Episode 6, entitled Daddy's Home, which aired on October 23rd, 1987. In this episode, Danny realizes that he misses special moments with his daughters and decides to take a family fun day twice. Jesse's current girlfriend is in town. Alright, this episode's got a 7.0 out of 10 rating based on 244 ratings. We have Fabiana Undenio, I can't pronounce her name. Play, she plays Jesse's current girl of the week, Adriana. What has she done? If I want to know what that is. Let's see. Eh, she was in uh, a few things here. Oh my goodness. Let's see. Uh, she worked on Jane the Virgin for seven episodes. 90210. Anything I would recognize her from other than that Full House episode from 1987. I am not. <laughs> oh, uh, she was in the Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. Uh-huh. I'm not going to mention that character's name because this is a clean, family fun, full house podcast. And Fuller House podcast. Uh, oh, she was in an episode of Baywatch. Good for her. Oh, gosh, there's really... Uh... Okay, you know what? Let's move on. She was in stuff. Good for her. She has a career. Okay. This episode was directed by Howard Storm. Writer Jeff Franklin, the creator, Joan Brooker, and Nancy E-D-D-O. Edo? Edo? Okay. Alright, we got a little bit of trivia here. Near the end of the episode, DJ is reading a teen magazine in bed. Featured in the magazine is Kirk Cameron, her real-life brother. Kirk also makes a guest appearance on episode 18 of season 1 as her cousin, Steve. Let's see. Fabiana Undino, you know, the guest star, Adriana. Playing Adriana played a woman from Italy but is born in Argentina. Thomas Shrink was only in stunt du- was only in stunt double Full House and something I don't know. This is some weird trivia. I mean, the first one great, but the rest are just like what? Soundtracks Born to Be Wild. <laughs> oh yeah, I think Joey sings that when he's on Jesse's motorcycle because Joey, of course. Wants to t- 
take cool lessons from Jesse because Jesse's all about the motorcycle, the leather jacket. And Joey, of course, thinks, you know, my image just is not getting the girls. And Jesse is just getting the girls. So I think I need to, you know, change things up and uh, don a leather jacket and ride Jesse's motorcycle. All right, we got some user reviews. Of course, the ever faithful Power Man Dan writes us an 8 out of 10. Titles fun up to a point. This review was published March 3rd, 2016. What really makes Full House so good is its level of comedy and drama. They try to keep the same level in all the episodes, but they never are even. Daddy's Home is funny, but the seriousness could have been better written. This episode follows Joey asking Jesse how to be a courageous ladies' man. Joey gets clad in black leather and takes off on Jesse's motorcycle. Every episode has two parallel stories, not all of which are similar. And this one, this is an instance where the subplot is the funnier one. <laughs> the regular plot has Michelle saying her first word, Dada. It is, only it is Jesse and Joey who... She utters the word too. Danny is sad of this and schedules a father-daughter day to keep the bond between them strong. In this, we get another look at just how much of a spoiled brat DJ really is. Heavily hinting that her father take her to the mall as there's a half-price sale. Both her and Danny are sad at the end of the day because of how much fun they had. Danny says, the more fun we had, the more I hated to see it end. Out of their five-minute pep talk, which is supposed to be very therapeutic, it is only this line that we get to learn anything from, and everything else in their talk seems to barely make any sense. At least the rest of the episode was great. Good for that. All right. Taylor Kingston. Haven't seen a review from him or her for a while. Also rates this an 8 out of 10. Titles it The One Where Danny Misses Special Moments. This review was published on April 20th, 2015. Warning, spoilers. If you have not seen this episode, jump on the Hulu, break out your DVDs, and watch this episode. Because you have not seen it. You will be spoiled. But then again, if you got the DVDs, come on, you've been watching them all the time. You bought them because you love the show. Right? Right. All right. Let me uh, take a little sip of my drink. Mm. Okay. I really like this episode. It's very good. It's interesting and funny. Whilst being touching at the same time. In this episode, Danny realizes, after missing Stephanie's recital, that he's missing the precious and special moments of his daughters growing up. So he decides to change his ways, and he takes the family out for a family fun day. Meanwhile, Jesse's girlfriend is in town, which causes some trouble. Also, Joey wants to be cool like Jesse, so he dresses up in leather jackets and tries to drive a motorcycle. Fun fact, DJ Rin reads a magazine which features Kurt Cameron, who is Candace Cameron's real-life brother. Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10, which in my ratings book is awesome. Alright. The next review by Kellen Vess. I'm sure I mispronounced that username, but okay. Gives this a 6 out of 10. Titles it, oh, call, Who's Your Dada? <laughs> Which was published on December 18th, 2013. 
Danny Tanner misses Stephanie's recital and can't seem to be there when his girls need him as of late. To make matters worse, his youngest Michelle calls Joey and Jesse Dada in lieu of him. Danny freaks out and decides to spend the day with his daughters. Meanwhile, Joey wants to be cool like Jesse. Jesse shows him the ropes, but Joey takes the gimmick too far. This episode is cheesy fun. It's nothing special, but the innocuous nature is undeniably fairly enjoyable. It's a good message about how parenting should come first and foremost in your life. And you should always put your kids first, no matter how hectic things may get at work. Dave Coulier is a little overbearing in this one. He walks in on a makeup session between Jesse and his love interest, Adriana. Uh, This person who did this review wants to point out that she was in Austin Powers. Couldn't you wait until after they are done? It was just so obnoxious. Though admittedly, seeing Joey act like Jesse was rather funny. This isn't much, there isn't much story here, but it delivers the message loud and clear. I enjoyed it for the most part. Alright, and the last review by Mitch RMP, seen his reviews from time to time on episodes, gives us the lowest review. Lowest rating, 5 out of 10. He's given it half the stars. Labels it, titles it, cheesy episode. Well, maybe. This was also (laughs) published on December 5th, 2013. This is a really cheesy episode. Stephanie has a ballet recital. Everyone is dressed up and ready to go. Jesse's girlfriend shows up. She's skimpy, dressed, and obviously a lover of his. In the first season, Full House seemed to be a lot more adult than later episodes. I don't really care for Jesse's playboy personality. Okay. The focus of this episode is on Danny and is trying to balance his career with his parenting. Danny has to miss Stephanie's recital when he's called into work. Then he gets home. He realizes he missed talking he missed taking DJ shopping and Michelle is calling Joey and Jesse Daddy. So Danny decides to give his girls a family fun day. The next day he calls into work to do a family fun day part two. After the excitement is over, DJ has a sad moment because she didn't want the time to end. Danny and DJ have a heart-to-heart. I found this whole scene unrealistic and cheesy. There are some good heart-to-heart scenes in the show, but this just is not one of them. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I just It felt like it needed a little something more than just them agreeing that they didn't want the day to end. So... Okay, just to let you know, I am recording this on April 28th. I just found out, as many of you Full House and Fuller House watchers, if you follow this, their social media sites and the Instagrams of the stars, like Candace Cameron, Bob Saget, Dave Coulier, John Stamos, you know, all of them, Jody Sweden, Andrea Barber, the kids, Elias Harger... Michael Campion and Sony Bringus, they all put up that the second half of Fuller House, season five, part B, is coming to Netflix June 2nd. Think about it, it's like five weeks away, guys. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And of course, as I said before, what I plan to do with that is I'm going to review the first episode of part B 
and then the very last episode. So I might just do what I did when the first half dropped, where it came out that day and I reviewed it that day. Um, I'm thinking I might go that route, just depending on, you know, we got five weeks. I don't know what's going to happen in that amount of time, where we're going to be sitting if we're going to be in the same quarantine boat as we are now, I really hope that we're kind of edging off of that just just a little bit. But um, we'll, we'll just see. That's kind of what I want to do. So if it works out and I can do, I can re- watch and review the first episode of the second half, part B. I'll release it that night. And then the following week, I'll release... The series finale, my review of Fuller House's series finale. I'm sure I'm gonna be bawling my eyes out. I'm pretty sure I swear I wa- if did I watch that all in one day or did I watch? I think I watch over the course of two days, but no, I can't remember. All right, of course, I always like to let you new Tanner newbies know where you can find the podcast. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it, I think, on Podbean as well. It's under the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House Podcast. Just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. It's going to show up. Um, It is not on Spotify, however. You can also listen to it on SoundCloud as well. That's where I upload the episodes. Also, if you want to follow along on social media so you'll know what episodes I'm doing and when, what episodes I've already done, because I don't go episode by episode, season by season. I go based on themes. And right now, the theme that I'm starting since it's going to be June is going to be Father's Day. So we're going to have Daddy's Home from season one. We're going to have Danny in Charge from season two. And I don't plan to release this episode until actually Father's Day, which is the 21st. Then I'll release the next one on, I believe, the 28th. And then from there, we're going to get into the Best Friends-themed series. So, a lot of good stuff coming out for July and August. And then I might, for Back to School, I think there's going to be, I think there's some school-related episodes of Full House and Fuller House. Also, like I said, if you want to follow along with the podcast on Instagram, it's OMHC Full House Podcast. Or is it Full House Fuller House Podcast? Uh, Facebook is, just type in Full House Podcast, Fuller House Podcast, so Oh My Land to Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Also, every show needs support from the listeners. I'm not asking for any monetary gain. My support is simple, it's free, just take a moment of your time, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review if you feel that it deserves so. You can be creative, you can use emojis to describe it episode titles, characters, moments, however you want to do it. Also, if you guys want to get on the podcast, if you want to have your own opinion be known about certain episodes or your memories, I would love to share that on the podcast. Just send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you even want to send an audio file of talking about your Full House or Fuller House memories, 
your opinions about past episodes, current episodes I've done, or even future episodes I plan to do. I would love to share that on the podcast. Just remember, this is a family-friendly, full house, fuller house podcast. So just keep it clean. (laughs) Hey everyone, real quick, I just thought I'd uh, let you know what I've been up to during this quarantine time. I actually went out for a walk today and on Sunday because it was so nice, like 60 degrees. And I really haven't gotten out walking in a very long time and it was just, it was so, so nice. Also, um, I only use my car like once a week to get groceries (laughs) and I went out there today and I went to unlock my car door and the it wasn't unlocking like what is going on so I had to like physically unlock my door and then I go in there and I go to try to turn the car on and of course it's deader than I guess what my dad would refer say as deader than a popcorn fart (laughs) um so I had to go and go on my car insurance app and get some tow person to towing company to come and restart the thing that sucks is because i the last time i used my car was like friday it's now tuesday so it was deader than dead i the reason why my battery was dead was because uh i and i don't even know how this happened i don't remember using the um overhead light at all and i look and the thing's in the on position i'm like are you serious I wonder, I, I, if anything, I bet, now that I think about it, I think I might have went out there like I forgot something in my car and it was dark and I had to turn the light on and I bet that's probably what it was. I usually always look though. I always make sure I turn it off, but that's what happens. Um, I've also been reading like major cray cray. I finished at least a book or two a week. And I'm not going to go into full detail, but I'll just tell you what they were. Uh, I just finished today, Summer of a Thousand Pies by Margaret Dillaway. And yesterday I finished My Jasper June by Laurel Snyder. I highly recommend them. I also finished A Kind of Paradise by Amy Rebecca Tan. And The Parker Inheritance by Varian Johnson last week. I read that book for like eight hours straight the parker inheritance it is just so good but i think what i'm gonna do like i did with the quarantine uh book rec recommendations i think what i'm gonna do there is um i'm gonna wait till the end of summer and then just do another kind of book recommendations like summer book recommendations or something to that effect once i've read enough of them so look forward to that at the end of summer some, just some stuff to recommend you, you know, going into fall and however. I, I'm really into reading summer books, so. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll wait and, like, maybe in June I'll do that. We'll see. We'll see. Alright, without further ado, I am ready to get into Daddy's Home. Let's do it. Alright. So, DJ comes down with Michelle and puts her in the her little playpen, which in the... <laughs> Kind of judging this, her Michelle's playpen in 1987, um, <laughs> which is just huge. You can fit like three babies in there and have like plenty of room. Compared to Tommy Fuller in the pilot, 
His is like literally a quarter of that size. It's teeny tiny. And I love how when DJ puts Michelle in there, it's like, now, don't go anywhere, Michelle. Stay in there. And I'm like, where is she going to go? She's hasn't even learned to fully walk just yet. She's not going to climb over the side. It's going to be fine. And okay, DJ's reference calling it the playpen, referring to it like baby jail. And then we get a close-up shot of Michelle inside the playpen, and she just looks up at Joey, of course, at this point in time in the show, this is only episode six, so he has still got all of his belongings, all of his possessions are just in that alcove. He's got his Popeye and olive oil doll. He's got his cardboard-looking planets, Saturn, uh, Earth, other smaller planets. I can't tell which which. Um, (laughs) Joey, Joey, Joey. They're getting ready for Stephanie's recital. And of course, would you look at what he's wearing? It looks like someone took a picture of the jungle, like the foliage in a jungle. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Hawaii episode. Because it's just like jungle or Hawaiian, like, tropical foliage and then, like, a blue sky above. It's like someone took a picture of that and made a shirt out of it. And Joey has got this goofy, it's a plaid tie with, like, blues and whites and red stripes going this way and that. And they 100% clash. And not to mention, Joey has got his pants so hiked up, they're, like, above his navel. That is just, it's, come on, Joey, do you even have to ask? DJ's an 11-year-old. She ain't gonna lie to you. Like, Joey, please, lose the tie. It clashes 100%. You are a grown man. You should know how to properly dress yourself. I get it. He wants to be wacky. He's actually not wearing a bright, colorful shirt like he was wearing in the, um, Danny's very first date. He's not wearing that. Maybe he should wear that. But then again, as I always say, I'm not big on fashion. I never have been. So, but I know what would it just lose the tie, Joey, please. Just take my advice from one person to another person. Please lose that tie. And he's just like, yeah, well, I think the uh, tie in the shirt should go. Like, wrong there. Here we go, as the camera points to the door in the kitchen, into the living room. The girl of the hour, Stephanie, she's got her Walkman on, she's got her earphones on. You know, not the earbuds that we're all used to, but the actual uh, over the head, over the ears, covering them. Headphones. And she's just practicing. She's warming up, getting her dance legs ready to go. She's like, one, two, three, one, two, three. She skips into the living room. That is a large Walkman. Holy moo. That is a big one. And I love how she's like skipping like back and forth, you know, arms raised above her head doing her ballerina thing. And Joey's like, 
Steph, you've been rehearsing for three days straight. You are this close to ballerina burnout. And I love how both Joey's on one side of Stephanie and DJ's on the other. And they're both kind of walking back and forth with their <laughs> Both Joey and, and, and DJ are like, Stephanie, Stephanie. And they both take your earphones on like, Stephanie, like, just let her practice, guys. She ain't doing no harm. This isn't one of those, you know, lifetime ballerina, I'm not eating anorexia serious moments. She's six. Just, kids got lots of energy. Let her do it. She's prepping. I'm going to play this clip. <laughs> now, Michelle, stay right here. Where's she going to go? Where are you gonna go? You're in a baby jail. I'm ready for Stephanie's recital. You think the shirt and tie go? In the class. Well, I think the shirt and the tie should go. Oh. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Stephanie, you've been rehearsing for three days straight. You're this close to ballerina burnout. Stephanie. 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 Let her do her thing. She hurt no one. I am not Stephanie. I'm a swan who's about to kick the bucket. <laughs> Aww. Oh, good. God. There's a dead swan in the living room. <laughs> Joey. I'm alive. I was just acting. No. Get out of town. Unbelievable. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. I was editing my feature on great moments in bowling, and I got held up when I couldn't find a second moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, after Stephanie's recital, we hit the big sale at the Fashion Mart. Everything is half off. Of course, that doesn't save me any money, because you'll just buy twice as much stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I like your attitude. <laughs> Saturday afternoon, I'm all dressed up. And where am I going? A munchkin ballet. <laughs> Uncle Jesse, hot outfit. Help Joey. Yeah. Who needs it? <laughs> Very sharp, Joseph. Where are you going after the ballet? Don Ho's wedding? So Stephanie looks up at Joey and says, I'm not Stephanie. I'm a swan who's about to kick the bucket. And she does a little twirl and then falls onto the floor ever so lightly like a dead swan. She's imitating a dead swan. I don't know what swans look like when they die. I don't know how. Like, do they just fall ever so gently to the ground? I don't know. I don't know. But it's adorable when she does it. She's got a little tutu on. It's so cute. Joey's all like, oh no, there's a dead swan in the living room. And Stephanie gets up. He's like, Joey, I was just acting. He's like, get out of town. Unbelievable. I love how he is with the kids. It's like he's like a big kid. You know, and it's just, it's cute. So Danny comes home and Stephanie's like, I got to get out of here. I don't want to, I don't want daddy to see me in my tutu until it you know, basically, she's on stage. So she zips right out of there. 
Danny, of course, apologizes for being a little late. He was working on bowling's greatest moments, and he was having difficulty. He found one great moment, but he was having difficulty finding a second. What would the great moment be? Getting a strike? Or trying to hit two pins that are on opposite sides of the, the lane? Like, hitting one and just that way it, like... The pin, like, flies into the other pin and knocks it down or something cool like that. Like, one of those almost impossible, like, a hairline of a chance, like, a millionth of a chance picking up these two spares that are on opposite sides of the the lane. I don't know. I, I really, the only bowling I do, and that's rarely, even now, would be on um, the Wii. And, of course, Jeremy can't go bowling anymore due to his shoulder. And, really, I mean, bowling, it's okay. I was never on a league. Even in school, the only bowling I ever did would have been in, like, 7th and 8th grade, like, for P.E. In 6th grade, I remember we got to go roller skating, which was cool. But even to this day, I'm, like, not good with roller skating either. So, it's a Saturday afternoon that this recital is happening. DJ, of course, has their afternoon planned for after Stephanie's recital. She's like, Dad, after Stephanie's recital, we hit the big sale at the Fashion Mart. Because she says everything there is half off. And Dana's like, well, I guess that doesn't really matter since you'll be buying, like, twice as much. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely plan on. I like your attitude, by the way. Very positive. Just be prepared to span, span, span. <laughs> he comes down the stairs, and I thought I think that was like a bolo tie that he was wearing. And the you hear the audience go woo, <laughs> and DJ's like Uncle Jesse, looking sharp, looking real good. Help Joey. <laughs> and I love how jo uh, Jesse just kind of like walks around Joey kind of looking at him from every angle and just starts laughing. <laughs> He's like, what are you going to? A Don Ho wedding? I want to look up who Don Ho is. Oh, Don Donald Ty Loy Ho. He passed away in 2007 was an American traditional pop musician, singer, and entertainer. He is best known for the song Tiny Bubbles. Have I heard Tiny Bubbles? Let me check this out. Let's see here. Doesn't ring any bells. Sounds like something I should know, but nah. These are door doorbell rings. Adriana is there, just stretched out, just leaning against the door, posing, if you will. And Danny just takes one look at her and says, "Hey, Jesse, it's for you." And she's like, "Jesse." And of course, Joey's like, hey, how come you don't think that that would be for me? 
And we just see her macking on Jesse. And Danny's like, wow, well, if she is here for you, she is very nice for, to your friends. <laughs> so once they break apart, Jesse introduces Adriana, who probably could care less. He introduces her to Danny, and he refers to Joey as King Kamehameha. So Kamehameha the first, also known as Kamehameha the Great, was the founder and first ruler of the Kingdom of Hawaii. A statue of him was given to the National Statuary Hall of Collection in Washington, D.C. by the state of Hawaii as one of two statues it is entitled to give. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's great. What's this guy look? Wow! Oh, that's a painting of him. So, he was around in late 1700s to early 1800s is when he passed. His successor, of course, cause was Kamehameha II. When did Kamehameha II... Did I say what he passed from? It was interesting learning about these people that I've n- never heard of before. So, Jesse's like, hey, you guys will never m- guess where Adriana and I met. And Danny's like, let me guess, a PTA meeting? And Jesse's like, well, close, skydiving. And I'm like, so he went skydiving. Just like when he goes skydiving the day, morning of his wedding. And he says, well, I never really went through the entire lesson because it was windy. Yet, as Adriana tells it, he did and he landed in something. She says he missed the cart target and dropped right into my Alfa Ro- Romeo. And I'm like, I wasn't sure what, I thought it was like a plate of food. I couldn't be more wrong. Alfa Romeo automobiles, okay, is an Italian luxury car manufacturer. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's great. So he ended up dropping right into her car. Wild. So, of course, she invites him back. Because how romantic is that? How uh, great is that? That he fell right into her car. Of course, she, she must have been very smitten with him. She invites him back to to her place, which surprisingly was in Rome. <laughs> wow. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. He's like, hey, come on, I'll make you some SpaghettiOs. You're going to treat that girl who lives in Rome and drives an Alfa Romeo to SpaghettiOs? You take her out to eat somewhere. So this is where Joey gets a little envious of Jesse and his uh, romantic quests, if you will. It's like, wow, the guy goes to Rome without a toothbrush and no clean underwear? What a life. And Danny's like, really? Bad breath and no underwear? Is that fascinating to you somehow? Like, but, of course, this is where we get to Danny trying to encourage Michelle to say dada. And it's like, you don't want to pressure a baby. Like, come on, come on, come on. It's not like he's shaking. Like, come on, say it. Say dada. <laughs> of course, Joey is, like, right behind baby Michelle going, dada, okay, get off my back. <laughs> Jesse, it's for you. Well, of course it's for How do you know she's not here to see me? Jesse! It's Rihanna, have mercy. <laughs> How are you? If she's here to see you, she's very nice to your friends. Yeah. 
Let me introduce you to my roommates. This is Danny Tanner and this is King Kamehameha. <laughs> you guys will never guess where I met this girl. A PTA meeting? <laughs> Close, skydiving. He missed the target and dropped right into my Alfa Romeo. Dropped right into my Alfa, I love that. <laughs> anyway, she asked me to come back to her place and turned out her place was in Rome. Who would have known? <laughs> come on, I'll make you some SpaghettiOs. Guy is amazing. He takes off just like that, goes to Rome, no toothbrush, no clean underwear. What a life. Now that is my fantasy. You fantasize about having bad breath and dirty underwear? <laughs> Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Oh, hi. Say dad, dad. Say dad, dad. Say dad. Say She's so close, I can feel it. Say dada. Come on. Dada. Okay, now get off my back. So Work calls Danny on a Saturday and they chose him to cover the game of the week. He's like, oh, that's great. But then he looks at Stephanie and DJ who have got the saddest looks on their faces and they both look like, especially Stephanie, looks like she's about to cry. And Danny's like, oh, well, that's not real great. My little girl is having her first ballet recital. And guys, this is her first ballet recital. Not saying she won't have others, but it's her first. Oh, it's clearly a college, I'm guessing college football game, because he does mention... Do you think there's any chance Stanford and UCLA could delay the kickoff for like three to four hours? And he's like, eh, well, I took a shot. And then he's like, yeah, I'll be there. And it's just, it's, I mean, all DJ wants to go sh- do is shopping. You can do that anytime. But this is Stephanie's first ballet recital. You know, I mean, her mom can't be there because her mom passed away. And her dad, of course, is like... This is a big deal. I mean, yeah, Joey and Jesse are going to go, but it's like that they're not her dad. And I'm just kind of thinking, when Pam was alive, how many moments of spending time with the girls did he miss? Like, how many... I'm sure they must have made a family day, like, on a Sunday or something like that, for them to all spend together as a family. You notice how Stephanie is wearing a heavy winter coat and DJ is just wearing her denim. I'm getting, is that like a denim dress or is it like long sleeve with shorts attached? I'm not sure. I, I'm just going to go and say it's a denim dress. It's kind of plain Jane looking. Nothing great about it. Stephanie, of course, asks this question just to make sure she heard this right. She's like, you're gonna miss my ballet recital? And he's like, honey, I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. DJ jumps right in there and she's like, hey, Steph, I mean, we understand, don't we? We we get it, Dad. You have to work. But hey, Steph, isn't it fun? That not it great that Dad gets to be on TV? And Stephanie gives kind of a lackluster response like, yeah. I mean, that part's fun. I like how DJ kind of jumped in there for her sister. Danny, of course, reminds DJ it looks like we're going to have to miss that big sale, too. And DJ, of course, is like, yeah, that's all right. We can go some other time. And then she throws in the guilt card. And pay a full price. Yeah. (coughs) Play this clip. I mean... 
the girls are being good sports. It really sucks that Danny's got to... Because he's probably one of those guys that's like, if they need him, he's got to be on call. And more than likely, it's like, if he says, I can't do it, then it's like, well, we can find someone else to fill your position. And I'm just kind of thinking of, you know, there are movies that are kind of built around this scenario. Well, not built around, but... I mean, you have, what's a good, Hook, I just covered that one on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast. Typical father disappointing his kid time and time again because he doesn't make time in his job to be able to see his son do uh, the Little League thing. And just so many other movies where it's always the fathers that are disappointing the kids because... You know, they gotta work, and they gotta miss important events in their kids' lives and everything like that. So kids, those kids eventually try to find an outlet for that disappointment by finding, oh gosh, like another adult to take, you know, take over that role in a way. A good example would be the Simpsons episode, Brother from Another Planet, where Bart is feeling like his Homer doesn't appreciate him, so he goes out and goes through the Bigger Brother program to find someone to spend time with him. Like a substitute father situation. Alright, so we're going to play this clip. And any, any kid, any of you who were kids at one point who would probably know the feeling that you got to fun day plan with your family for the weekend all of a sudden dad gets a call you gotta come in you gotta work or you got a big weekend you know fun thing planned your parent finds out but well, I'm sorry I gotta work overtime this weekend hello really the station wants me to cover the game of the week that's great um no that's not great Look, my little girl is having her first ballet recital. Any chance Stanford and UCLA could delay the kickoff? You know, like three, four hours? <laughs> hey, I took a shot. All right. Yeah, I'll be there. You're gonna miss my recital? I'm really sorry, honey. I feel terrible. It's okay, Dad. Me and Steph understand you have to work. But it's great having your dad on TV, right, Steph? Yeah. That part's fun. I guess this means we're going to miss the big sale, too. That's okay. We can go some other time and pay full price. <laughs> All right, let's head down to the basement, or if you want to even call it a garage, because at this point, it's only episode six, and the room has not been done up as Joey's new room. We got Jesse and Adriana making out and heavily on his motorcycle. How awkward. If you're making out with someone and somebody just comes and stands and watches you. She's, she's, Joey! Come on now. You're a grown man. Give them their privacy. But Joey just wants what Jesse has. He, it's not so much just Adriana, you know, that Jesse gets all the attractive ladies. He wants 
he, to change things up. His his image, his way of thinking, how he dresses, all of that stuff. And he figures the only way I can do that is to talk to the master. As he breaks away from kissing Adriana and notices Joey there and is like, can I help you? And Joey's like, yeah, I need to talk to you. And Jesse's like, good, talk. And he goes back to kissing Adriana. Joey goes over, sits on the back wheel of Jesse's motorcycle, basically on the other side of Adriana, and says, you know, here's what I'm thinking. I think I need to make some changes in my life. And Jesse's like, Bran, eat more Bran. And just the look of uncomfortable. Adriana's like, I don't like this. What is this? She is really creeped out by Joey, but then again, what girl wouldn't be? You're making out with a guy, and all of a sudden this other guy comes along, just sitting right in your personal space in your vicinity. He's probably thinking, I don't know what you are cooking up, sir, but I'm not about that. And Joey's like, no, what I mean by change is more danger, more excitement, and he's looking right at Adriana, like, more Adriana. It's like, you are frightening that poor lady. You need to, her. She is horrified. She is uncomfortable. Just Joey's proximity, just right up in her personal space from behind. It just, I don't like it any more than she does. Jesse finally is like, okay, Adriana, please stay here. I'll be right back. And she's like, I'll be waiting for you. And he takes Joey to like the other side of the garage and says, all right, what do you want? And Joey's like, I want your life, Jesse. Uh, like the garage door is up and lights going through. Um, yeah, Joey's like, "Hey, were you always like this?" And Jesse's like, "No, no, I wasn't always like this. I was like you." And then I turned four. Oh. Jesse's reminiscing about his childhood, his very first bike, how he ripped off the training wheels. And went, ran up the driveway, packed a bag, and took off to adventure. And he said, how if his dad hadn't snagged him, he would have made it all the way to the Dairy Queen. <laughs> Joey's like, yes, I love that story. I want a life without training wheels. And Jesse's like, you know, Joey, I, I like you. But, uh, you know, I think I could give you that life. However, what you have to understand... When you talk about a life like mine, you're talking about living on the edge, man. And Jesse's just like filling Joey's head with all these possibilities, taking risks. You're talking about, and Jesse looks at Joey, buying a new wardrobe. Because he's still got that big plaid tie and that tropical blue sky paradise photograph for a shirt. Yeah, you need to change things up, dude. You want to change? You got to change inside of you. You got to change your wardrobe, and then start on the outside. But you got to start on the inside first. So Joe Jesse turns, puts his hands on Joey's shoulders, and says, "Are you Joseph Gladstone ready to make that kind of a commitment?" Joey, in turn, grabs Jesse by his elbows his arms and says i am ready to be committed and my god yeah you kind of are <laughs> in the sense of the that, that term committed so i'm gonna play this clip 
Can I help you? I need to talk to you. Go ahead, talk. So here's what I'm thinking. I think I need to make some changes in my life. Bran, eat more bran. What I mean by change is more danger, more excitement, more Adriana. I'll be right back. I'll be right here. Come here, come here, come here. What do you want? I want your life. Were you always like this? No, I wasn't always like this. I was like you. Then I turned four. I remember, man, my dad got me my first bike, sailed in the driveway, ripped off the training wheels, packed the bag, and took off to adventure. My dad hadn't snagged me. I'd have made it all the way to the Dairy Queen. See, I love that story. That's what I want. A life without training wheels. You know something, kid? I like you. I think I could give you that life. But you got to understand, when you're talking about a life like mine, you're talking about living on the edge, man. You're talking about taking risks. You're talking about buying a new wardrobe. Are you Joseph Gladstone ready to make that kind of commitment? I am ready to be committed. <laughs> I like how Danny, Joey, and Jesse are just such polar opposites of each other. I mean, Jesse with his long hair, his guitar playing, his motorcycle riding, leather wearing self, living on the edge of life, no cares, no worries, no rules. And Joey just looks at that and just says, I want that for me. I clearly, what I'm doing to get the ladies and just his whole outlook on life, he wants to change it. Because he sees what Jesse has and it's like, I want that too. It's like, Joey, you're not changing for the right reason. Sure, I mean, give it a shot. But Jesse wasn't born that way, you know. He had to live and experience and just, he was molded that way over time. That's just Jesse. And then, of course, you have Danny, who is, he's not the the clean freak, the neat freak that we know Danny Tanner to be today. That pretty much kind of takes hold in season two. Danny's more a, a stand-up, great dad, hard-working man who provides for his family. A little uppity at times. Maybe a smidge OCD, but, uh, you know, later, but... Yeah, it's just, it's funny how this just, the show works. Just having these polar opposite individuals living under one roof. I don't think I ever once wanted to change my image. You know, whether I was a teenager in high school just trying to get through the day, the days until graduation, whether I was an adult just trying to make my way in the world. I never drastically changed my outlook and my outward appearance. Joey just needs to realize about himself what works for him. And just go with that. Alright, so we're in the living room now. We got Jesse and Adriana on the couch. And they're 
passing. At first, I thought she was like feeding him a hard-boiled egg, but I think it's just like some fancy like chocolates. It's like she feeds him like a white one, and she gets like like he gets like a white chocolate, some candy or something, and she gets a uh, a milk chocolate. I, I I don't know. Oh no! I think it. Gosh, it almost looks like a chocolate-covered marshmallow. I don't know what that is. Oh, they're chocolate-covered strawberries! Oh, I I wasn't sure what that was at first. Okay, interesting. Danny's back. He comes running into the living room like, Hey, Jesse, what did I miss? And Jesse, of course, again perturbed to be interrupted with his inside date with Adriana. It's like, what could you possibly want? Well, I don't know, Jesse. What do you think Danny wants? He wants to know how things went. How did the ballet recital go? Did you guys stop at the store and have DJ kind of shop around and do the sale? So I'm going to play this clip. Right. Uh-huh. And now I get one. Jesse. Jesse. What could you possibly want? How was Stephanie's recital? She came out, she danced, she died. <laughs> Oh, God, I wish I could have been there. All right, I rushed home. There's still time to take the girls shopping. Well, don't worry about it. I already took care of it. Had to take Joey shopping, so I took the girls to the sale, saved you a few bucks. Oh, that was nice of you. Hey, girls, come on downstairs and model your new clothes for your dad. Go! Uh, Jesse, why don't I just wait for you back at the hotel, and I'll try on this cute little outfit you bought me. <laughs> Have mercy. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love this. Oh, someone's actually gonna use that organ. And now the lovely Donna Jo. Donna Jo is sporting that lovely fall look. She's got a tomato red hat for that tomato head look. <laughs> and hey, look at them shoulders, huh? Too much, baby. Thank you, Donna Jo. And now, Stephanie. The young Stephanie, just back from a showing Milan, steps out in style in her multicolored print. She's a nice kid, but she's got a back problem. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks, Steph. Oh, and now for the latest in the always exciting world of toddler fashion, the lovely scintillating Michelle. Michelle is pointing that look that says, Hey, babe, it's the late 80s, and I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> Come here, you little weasel. Looks like I missed out on a really special day. My little girls, they're growing up so fast. And now, taking a major fashion risk is the ultimate macho, macho man, Big Joe Stud. Oh, he does not look good in a leather jacket at all. Chains and metal studs, ew. That's a fashion no-no. Joey. Shut up, punk. <laughs> Joey, you know, you actually make Michael Jackson look tough. Definitely. Michelle. You're going to be such a fox when you get older. Ew. Uh, what? Jesse? My little girl just called you Dada. No, no, no. She didn't call me Dada. She called me, uh, she called me Dodo. Oh, here. Here's your dad. There. Play a dad on him. Come on. Hi, remember me? Remember? I'm your biological dad, Dad. Come on, you little muppet. 
asking for a data. Can't you give him a data? Come on. I'm your Uncle Jesse. That is not her I'm not your dad. Here, give me the babe. No. Here. Hi, it's me. Dad, dad. Dad, 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 dad. My sweet little baby, my own flesh and blood, thinks that you two are her father. Oh my god. So of course Danny wants to know how Stephanie's first ballet recital went and Jesse's attitude like what? She came out, she danced, and she died. I'm like, dude! Have a little compassion at least. It sucks that Danny had to miss this for his job. I mean, my gosh. You're acting like, oh, was it a big deal? I mean, it was okay. She came out, she danced, she died. I mean, who cares? I didn't tape it either, so you, you totally missed it. I really should have taped. Come on. At least that way Danny could have watched it later. I mean, yeah, it's not the same thing as seeing it in real life, but... Danny is just really kicking himself. I mean, gosh, I really wish I could have been there. But he rushed home, so there's still time to take the girl shopping. And, of course, it's another thing that Jesse took care of because, you know, he had to take Joey shopping to give Joey his new look. And I love how... Well, Adriana finally is like, as much fun as it is spending time with you, your nieces, and that strange man-child in the alcove, um, I am going to go back to the hotel, and I, as she holds this little dainty gift bag with whatever he bought for her, probably some, uh, lacy thong or something, that she will model for him later. And he's just like, ugh. But, yeah, this is like, I swear this is like one of two times that they ever use that. It's not a piece. It's an organ, basically. And there, it's only been used twice on the show that I can think of. Once during this scene, and then, of course, there's one. And I think it's season seven. Is it true about Stephanie? Danny's having a hard time with his breakup with Vicky. And he's just moving stuff all over the place. And he decides to move the organ into the middle of the living room, which makes no sense. And, of course, Kimmy, who's a keyboard player, who no just jumps right on there and just makes the situation that more worse. But I cannot think of any other time other than those two that that organ has been played. I like how Jesse gets on there and he does this whole thing with the girls where they're like kind of walking the catwalk. DJ comes out with her jacket. She's got a red t-shirt on, red hat on. It's like that red tomato look with that red tomato head. And she's even got red socks on too. And then of course Stephanie comes out in this adorable multicolored print dress. I can't remember. We probably have... It's something we may see on her later on. Because a lot of... There are a lot of repeat wardrobes on the show from time to time. Especially with Jessie. I, I remember. 
DJ is also wearing not just a tomato red hat for that tomato head look. Uh, she's wearing what looks like I could say maybe army green, maybe olive green jacket. I love Jesse's commentary throughout this as a DJ like, oh, she's a nice kid with uh, Stephanie here. Like, oh, she's a nice kid, but she's got a back problem. And Stephanie, of course, is just flaunting it, showing her stuff, just really enjoying this little catwalk that she's doing, posing. Like, she's one of those kids that's posing in clothes for, like, a Kmart catalog ad or a Sears catalog. And, of course, Jesse's like, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you, Steph. Thank you. You can move on. She, oh, okay. And she runs out of the room. Okay, now we get to Joey's look. And, well, there are men out there that look good in leather jackets, and then there are some that should never wear them. Joey is in that category of men who should never wear a leather jacket. Because they look more comical than they look serious. Like, a leather jacket, a black leather jacket, not to mention it's got, like, metal studs on the shoulders, and it's also got, like, chains, like, under the arms. If you think of that is going to make him look tough, he's got to come up with something different. He's just got, he's got a goofy face. Like, he was born to be comedic. He doesn't have a tough bone in his body doesn't give off that tough vibe at all first before we get to joe we gotta get to the lovely scintillating michelle and i love how we <laughs> this episode really dates itself as jesse's like hey michelle's got that look that just says hey babe it's the 80 late 80s and i'm loving it i'm loving life Hey, babe, it's the late 80s, and I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> so, you think this would make Danny happy seeing his kids sporting new clothes for the fall season? It actually depresses him, because it's like, gosh, it looks like I missed out on a really special day. Well, just because you were there, or were not there, doesn't mean that you can't have your own special day with the kids. I mean, it stinks that... You weren't there for Stephanie's first recital, and you weren't. How? There are going to be sales on clothes till the end of time. There's always going to be another sale. There's always going to be another recital. There's always going to be another school event for Stephanie or the girls that you can go see. I get it. It doesn't make up for missing Stephanie's first, but and you may you know have missed you know these special important moments but there's you can always be there for others and he's just like gosh my little girls are growing up so fast and I, jesse of course still on the organ because we haven't got to joey yet as you think and now taking a major fashion risk the is the ultimate macho macho man big joe stud <laughs> and joey just Pops out of the alcove. <laughs> the audience reaction just turns just like, Wow! You get a lot of laughter after that initial, Woo! 
Uh, he sleeps on a cot that's draped over with jeans on it. And there's a, like a s- solar system hanging up in the alcove. It just, it's just ridiculous how much stuff there is back there. Of course! He's got to be chewing gum, too. He's got the leather gloves, a leather jacket with the metal studs on the collar and shoulders. He's got the metal chains that are running down from the end of the shoulders over the sleeves. Oh, my gosh. He's wearing black jeans. This guy, I tell ya. Such an applause break. (laughs) Danny just can't believe it's Isaac. Joey? And I love Joey's response. Like, shut up, punk. As <laughs> he's chopping on gum. <laughs> I love Danny's response. As he's like, Joey, you know, you actually make Michael Jackson look tough. Doesn't he? <laughs> he really does. I don't like what Jesse says here. It's I know it's like 1987, but still... An uncle should never say this to his niece. I don't care how young she is. It's very inappropriate. Jesse goes, Michelle, you're going to be such a fox when you get older. Why would you say... I get it she's not going to understand it, interpret it in any way because she's an uh, about, what, a year old? Year and a half? I don't know. But still, it's just it's wildly inappropriate. And her answer to that is... That, that. And you can clearly tell it's not the Olsen twin, one of the Olsen twins saying it. It is clearly someone doing voiceover work. And poorly, I might add. You don't, the person doing this doesn't even try to sound like a baby saying its first word. Saying their first word, excuse me. And Danny is horrified. It's like, this is the real kicker. I mean, yeah, he he missed the whole thing with Stephanie's recital and DJ. But to have your child who you've been hoping... Every parent wonders what their kid's first word is going to be. And each parent wants to hear mama or dada. And for him to have to hear her say that to Jesse... And Danny is horrified. He's like, did my... Baby, just call you dad or dada? And of course, Jesse's trying to cover up, like, oh, no, no, no. She said, uh, Dodo. Jesse or Joey takes Michelle, like, hey, give me the babe. And right away, she said, And it, I, I feel bad for Danny. And now it just, He's realizing he's not spending enough time with his kids. And the fact that he's out of the house working so much that now Michelle is calling both Jesse and Joey Dada. It's just got to be very upsetting for him to the point where he's like, I got to I got to make some changes here because I need to be spending time with my children like I said, every parent longs to hear mama or dada as their child's first word or second or third word. And to hear them say it to someone else is like a gut punch. He's very thankful that Jesse and Joey are helping out and stuff, but he takes Michelle and says, hi, remember me? I'm your biological dada. 
because Jesse's like, here, here. And he holds her out to Danny and says, come on, lay a dead on him. And Michelle is just like, he's just not going to do that. I've used up my dad that quota for the day. Sorry. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> and Jesse pulls Michelle back into his arms and says, Come on, Michelle. I'm your Uncle Jesse. She calls him Dada again. It's like, oh my gosh. It's just like, I'm not your dad. And passes her to Joey. And she says Dada to him. Oh my gosh. And yeah, Danny takes Michelle and she's kind of bouncing her. See? I'm your Dada. Say Dada. Dada, Dada, Dada. And it's like, no. And Danny's like, my sweet little baby, my own flesh and blood, thinks you two are her father. Danny's like, oh my god. You feel for Danny, you really do. He, you know, he's doing his best, keeping a roof over his kids' heads, you know, putting clothes on their back, food on the table, all that. And at the end of the day, he just wants to hear his baby call him Dada. My little baby doesn't have the foggiest idea who I am. How many of us really know who we are? <laughs> this is all my fault. I'm working too many hours. I've got to spend more time with my children. Uncle Jesse bought us these to go clubbing. Do you keep them, Dad? Dad? She called me Dad. Oh. <laughs> Girls, I am taking all three of you out for Father-Daughter Day. She called me daddy, too. So Danny is just like, my daughter, my baby has no idea. She doesn't have the foggiest idea of who I am. I'm working too many hours. He's like, I gotta cut back. I gotta spend time with my kids. So he's about to cram so many activities into the course of one day or two days and hopes that this makes up for his lack of being able to be there for his his kids because he's working. You don't have to cram everything into one day. Plan some activities here and there. But, I mean, yeah, I like the idea of the daddy-daughter day, which he brings up in a minute. So, DJ and Stephanie, I thought they were down, coming down in pajamas. DJ's wearing, like, a, a pale pink, looks like a night shirt to me. And it's got, like, different little spangles, little fringe, like, kind of like, even, an, I wouldn't say totally, like, Native American vibe and everything, but it's really, it's just, like, pale pink with fringe on it. Uh, Stephanie, of course, is wearing a shirt with a poodle in a pink tank top that says something like, Rock and Roll Kid. And they're like, oh, Uncle Jesse bought us these to go clubbing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure he was riding that Adriana high. So he's like, yeah, girls, here we go. Let's get you some outfits to take you clubbing. We'll go to the Smash Club. This is the first mention of the Smash Club, I wonder. Season one? Season two? And DJ's like, can we keep them dead? And Danny is so overjoyed. To be reminded that he is these girls' father. Because Michelle couldn't give up a dad after him. So it's like, she called me dad! And Stephanie also says daddy. And he, he's like, oh, she called me daddy! Oh my gosh! And he's just hugging his girls. Like, Danny, calm down. They know who you are. It's okay. Michelle will get there. She'll get there. 
he tells the girls that he's going to take all three of them out for a daddy-daughter day. Wow. And somebody's like, all right, daddy. And Danny specifically looks at Jesse and Joey like, did you hear that? She called me daddy. Okay, so we're in the garage. I guess Jesse wanted to take Joey on a little spin on the motorcycle. That DJ's bike, it's not a 10-speed or anything. We also see Stephanie's bike, which is a tricycle. Okay, well, you got to start small to work your way up. So Jesse just seems like he's out of breath. (laughs) I think he was perpetually doing this just to kind of scare Joey into just being happy with his own life. Because Jesse takes his helmet off and he looks back at Joey, who's like gripping him with the jaws of life, saying, Hey, pretty exciting, huh? You want to jump that fountain again? And you just see Joey with his helmet on shaking his head like, No, no. <laughs> I remember, um, gosh, how was I? Maybe 10, 11 years old? Um, my aunt was dating a guy who had a motorcycle and he was taking all of us kids on it just you know down the road i just remember when it was my turn just like hanging on to the back of this guy and just my eyes shut (laughs) we're just going down mind you it's in the country so we're just going down the dirt road like to the stop sign and back but i was so sure i'm "I'm gonna die (laughs) i was so scared Nothing scared me more than um, being on a snowmobile. You know, I never got to drive a snowmobile, but uh, my cousins did. But uh, I just remember my sister going through on the snowmobile with me riding behind her. Or was I in front of her? I can't remember. I think I was in front of her. And we were. Just, it was nighttime, and the snow was blowing, and just going down the rows of apple trees and just afraid that a branch was going to hit me in the face or something. Okay, we're going too fast. Joey is so scared. It's like his life probably flashed before his eyes. And when Jesse gets off the motorcycle, Jesse has still got his arms around Jesse's waist. Joey still got his arms around his waist. Oh my gosh. Jesse stops. Says, Joseph, we're off the bike. Okay? And he puts Joey's visor up. And Joey's like, so I should let go of you now. Jesse's like, either that or we have a lot of explaining to do to my parents. So, in the 80s, every once in a while, they would slip in... A gay joke. And it's just... This would have went over my head as a kid. In fact, I don't even remember... Recall this scene... Until I had uh, listened to... uh, A review of this episode on the How Rude... uh, Full House podcast. And I just was like... I don't recall that scene. But now watching it, I'm like, okay. But then it was the 80s. They put in a lot of different things. Innuendos. Things that would go over a kid's head back then. It was mainly for the adults. In this kind of stuff, you're not really going to see in today's television. Jesse shuts the garage door and asks Joey how he liked the ride. 
And all of a sudden, it's like Joey is a different person. He went from being a big old scaredy cat to not being able and not being able to let go. You know, release his arms from Jesse's waist. All of a sudden, he's like Jesse. It was a revelation. He's like, I saw God. In fact, I think we lapped him. So Jesse's like, all right, Joey. Okay, no, you got. The look, you got the feel. All you gotta do is get on a bike and ride to adventure. And Joey's like, alright, yeah, baby, I'm hellbound. And he jumps on Jesse's bike. And Jesse's like, whoa, you ain't hellbound on my bike. And he pulls Joey off of it like, hey, nobody rides my bike but me. You need a bike, here you go, take your pick. And he's pointing to DJ and Stephanie's bikes. He's like, oh, if you miss that room sound, just put some cards in the spokes. Did any of you ever do that as a kid when you're bike riding, you put the cards in the spokes? I never did. How do you get him to stay up is my question. And, you know, how do you get him to not fall out? Joey, oh my goodness. He's like, you know what you are, Jesse? You're a bike tease. Strong words from someone who was so frightened when Jesse jumped that fountain. Jesse is, or Joey is not really angry per se. He's just a little miffed. Like, oh, you get me all fired up. And then you say no, basically. And Jesse is like on his bike trying to wheel it into position in the garage so it's like out of the way of the stairs and he's just kind of looking back at joey like again practically rolling his eyes like "Uh uh and joey's like i want danger i want adventure i want to ride your pig i've never but then again i i've never i've only ridden a motorcycle so i've never heard it referred to as a pig that's a thing Okay. A hog! That's something. I think it's hog, isn't it? Okay, it is hog. Jesse does correct him. So, Jesse gives Joey permission and says, Once around the block, go ahead. So, I'm going to play this clip. Oh, but before I do, Jesse is telling Joey to be very careful. So, Jesse's like, oh, I can't watch this. And he heads to the stairs. And then he realizes, goes back, whoa, 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 whoa. And Joey flips up the visor on his motorcycle helmet and says, what's your problem, dude? And Jesse's like, you gotta open the garage door, dude. Dang, Joey, you could have caused an accident. Oh, man. Again, he's excited to take this hog a Harley Davidson motorcycle for a spin around the block. But seriously... Let's use a little logic. I mean, you're just going to blast right through that garage door. It shows me that you are not ready to be on a motorcycle, let alone take it out into the streets with other uh, unsuspecting drivers. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Darn exciting, huh? <laughs> Wanna jump that fountain again? <laughs> Joseph, we're off the bike. So I should let go of you now. Either that or we have a lot of explaining to do to my parents. <laughs> Get out of here. 
like that ride? Jesse, it was a revelation. I saw God. In fact, I think we lapped him. <laughs> all right, man, you got the look, you got the feel. Now all you got to do is get on a bike and ride to adventure. Yeah, baby. I'm hellbound. Oh, oh, you ain't hellbound on my bike. Nobody rides my bike but me. You need a bike? Take your pick. <laughs> and if you miss that <clears throat> sound, put some cards in the spokes. You know what you are? You're a bike tease. <laughs> you get a guy all fired up and then you say, uh-uh, no. Well, I want danger. I want adventure. I want to ride your pig. <laughs> That's hog. <laughs> All right, Joey. Once around the block. Go ahead. Now listen, you be very, very careful. You hear me? I can't watch this. Oh, whoa, 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 hold it. Which problem, dude? Gotta open the garage door, dude. Radical. Is that how Joey thinks bikers talk? Like California surfers? <laughs> so now we're in the girls' room. It's morning, and Danny is there with his camcorder. You know, the big 1980s ones that are, like, up on your shoulder that weigh at least 20 pounds. Stephanie wakes up, sees Danny filming her feet. Uh, very weird. Maybe even a little concerning. Um, Stephanie's like, Daddy, why are you making feet movies? Danny's answer is this. Because I love you, and I love your little feet, as he grabs onto her toes. I notice under, at the foot of DJ's bed, she has at least... Four pairs of shoes. One that looks like high tops. One that are the slip-on sandals. And a couple. Of, like one is like dress shoes and stuff. It's like. <laughs> yeah, they're different. There's like one that's like a pale pink. A pair that's like yellow. And some of the. Basically they're flip-flop sandals. Which I would never wear. And a pair of like high tops. Of course, DJ wakes up and is probably like, what's up with the camcorder, Dad? DJ's like, what's going on? And Stephanie's like, Daddy loves me and my little feet. Danny is just chalking this up. Stephanie, yeah, he loves my little feet. Like, your dirty, dirty feet. No. <laughs> he just wants to preserve every minute of their lives. And that just makes me think nowadays with all the technology people have and how many videos they share of their babies and it's just people are just like opening doors and saying come come look at my children and the videos of them you know s their faces being smashed into a birthday cake or um look they in a high chair and they got a bunch of goopy baby food all over their face and they're grinning from ear to ear or a you know, a shot in the bathtub. Like, before, these were just moments that you would flip through in a photo album. Or you would share, like, home movies just 
like a family movie, uh, home movie night or something. Now, complete strangers, unless you're setting your privacy thing on like Facebook or, or Instagram or whatever, you're letting so many people into your lives. People you don't even know that are just looking at you and at your kids. And it's almost like your kids are too young to be able to say, hey, I don't want you posting stuff of me in the bathtub or, you know, special moments that should just be between you and your family and maybe close family members. But don't open it up to the whole world. And I was just thinking, flipping through some old um, photo albums, I'm just wondering how many people, you know, we have cameras on our phones now and it's like you gotta kind of wonder how many of those pictures that you take do you actually go and have printed off or do you just post them on Facebook and other social media sites and stuff like that how many of us even have photo albums anymore we probably have digital photo albums or photo albums on you know just folders filled with pictures it's such we're living in such a digital age now that Photo album, physical photo albums are becoming so obsolete. I think Danny's reason, you know, he just need to preserve every moment because he feels like he missed out in working and stuff. He's missing out on these special moments between you know of the kids. So, you know, I see now you him with that camcorder, and I'm just like that could have been taken. One of Jesse or Joey, one of them could have been filming Stephanie's ballet recital. But Danny, I mean, I I get it. He's just trying to make up for these things. But it's like, this is just overkill. You're going to look at this years from now and like, what was I thinking taking a video of your feet? But DJ's like, well, I'm going to go brush my teeth, Dad. You want to reload and then film me brushing my teeth? Okay, so this is, uh, he tells them I'm not going to work today. Today is Father-Daughter Day Part 2. I love how he's got so much clout at work that he can just call and say, Nope, sorry, can't come in. I gotta focus on my kids. He's got so much clout at his job that he can just go and do this and not have any repercussions of any kind. Like, he... I get it's one thing if you're sick and you can't go, but I don't think any job is going to allow you to say, oh, um, yeah, I can't come in today. Uh, my kids, I'm missing out on their lives, so we're going to have a special day dedicated to just us. You want to know what your job's going to say? Great, you can take many, many more days after today because I'm letting you go. That's the thing with having jobs, guys. We miss out on so many things, especially if you have a job that requires you to work weekends or overtime. You miss out on a lot of things. What did they do on day one? Do we get to hear about that? It's a Sunday? Because DJ's like, Dad, how can you do this? Sunday's your busiest day. He works at the Channel 8 news station as a sports broadcaster sportscaster. Okay, so he just kind of flip-flopped. He's like, well, I worked it out. I'm working New Year's Eve, but I worked it out. It just it just seems if he says part two, then what did they do on part one? So they clearly spent 
This is just the next day. I don't, I'm curious. What did they do? What are they going to do today? They're going to have a lot of fun. He's like, hey, girls, this is your day. We can do whatever you want. And he's like, what do you girls want to do? DJ's like, uh, he's like, she's like kind of testing him just to see, you know, something simple and then eventually kind of get it to something that like, let's see if he says yes or no to this. So she's like, can we take a cruise around the bay? And he's like, it's your day. And she's like, uh, okay, uh, then can we go horseback riding? And he's like, it's your day. Oh, DJ doesn't say, then can we go horseback riding? Stephanie does. For a second, I'm like, did she say it after St- uh, DJ said it? Oh, here we go. DJ's going to go in for the the overkill here. She's like, then can we buy a big screen TV, a CD player, and a couple of mopeds? And he just looks at her like, why don't I just get you your own MasterCard? And she's like, wow, it really is my day. Come on, DJ, let's just keep it under, like, $1,000. Or, like, yeah. <laughs> now that she was just kind of testing, like, let's see how far we can take this. Daddy, why are you making deep movies? <laughs> because I love you, and I love your little feet. What's going on? Daddy loves me, and he loves my little feet. <laughs> I want to preserve every minute of your lives. I'm going to go brush my teeth. Do you want to reload? (laughs) Wait a minute, DJ. Girls, I have a surprise for you. I am not going to work today. Today is Father-Daughter Day Part 2. Yay! Wait a minute, Dad. How can you do this? Sunday's your busiest day. I worked it out. I'm working New Year's Eve. But I worked it out. <laughs> this is your day. We can do whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? Can we take a cruise around the bay? It's your day. Then can we go horseback riding? <laughs> it's your day. Then can we buy a big screen TV, a CD player, and a couple of mopeds? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. Why don't I just get you your own MasterCard? <laughs> You know, I'm really trying to recall whether or not I had any of those days with my dad. Whether, you know, him and me and Nicole just going out and doing things. Uh, other than the, you know, once a year trips that we took to Michigan's Adventure on occasion. Uh, there was one year we went, you know, he took me and Nicole and also um, a friend of his uh, son. And I remember that uh, I was reading one of those uh, Garfield flip books with all the comics in it on the, on the way. Um, gosh, what other things can I think that we we did together? It wasn't necessarily a daddy-daughter day or anything like that, but like I guess like a walk in the woods. We never went on big trips. Like, if we went out of town, like, to Michigan's Adventure, it was, like, a two-hour drive. We might, we'd go, like, Shining Deer. I mean, that's a country thing where you go into a field at night, you take one of those giant spotlights that you'd plug into your cigarette outlet, and you just, like, hold the spotlight out of the window and just, like, shine it around for deer. And (laughs) I guess that was pretty much it. (laughs) But it's moments like that that I remember. And then, of course, we when we went like ice fishing. Um, my dad and I—I think I probably talked about this on an episode. We 
every year from 1998, like January 1st, 1998, um, we, my dad and I personally had a tradition where we go and see a movie on New Year's Day. Started with Titanic, and I think the last one that we did would have been in 2002. We would have seen, I think it was Gangs of New York. Close my eyes for the majority of that movie. <laughs> it really is. But that was kind of, you know, our that was our thing. Um, another thing we would do together before my sister moved out would have been uh, Christmas shopping. We would have been Christmas shopping. There was a particular one where um, my dad couldn't find my sister, who was a teenager, and he, he had someone page for her in the store. I can't even remember what store we were in. And this old man is like, what did he say, Nicholas? It's like, her name is Nicole, you dingus. (laughs) But, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, they weren't labeled father-daughter day, but it was just fun just doing stuff. My dad didn't spend a lot of money on us, and, you know, we still just... Spending time together, you know, driving out, checking the the hayfield or the apple orchards was just, that was just fun. It was enjoyable. All right, let's get downstairs. Uh, the phone rings, and Jesse is trying to find Joey, who is currently MIA with his motorcycle. And Jesse's not happy. Didn't he say once around the block? He said that, didn't he? Once around the block. Now it's been like 12 hours. It doesn't take you 12 hours to go around the block. Not to mention, what if Joey had gotten pulled over? He doesn't own that bicycle. Or bicycle, a motorcycle, excuse me. Not to mention, you have to have a license, a certain kind of license, don't you, to drive a motorcycle or to ride one? Just Jesse taking him for a spin and just saying, have at my motorcycle is not... That's not enough training. The thing that makes me so nervous when I see uh, motorcycles propped up on their kickstand is like, oh my gosh, just the idea to think that this thing could tip over. The idea that your, your body is so vulnerable because you don't have anything surrounding you like when you're in a car. So I'm going to play this clip as Jesse... Uh... It's a phone call from Joey in the morning. Hello. Joey, you've been gone since yesterday. You get your butt back here right now. <laughs> Chill out, babe. Listen, you little leather-clad weasel. I created you. I can destroy you. Hello. <laughs> I never taught him chill out. Christmas. Tell Santa what kind of tombstone you want. I said once around the block. Once around the block. Where were you? Jesse, I can explain Once. You know what once means? You know what once means? Hi, girls. Oh, yeah, like that old trick's supposed to work. Hi, Uncle Jesse. Hi, Joey. Hey, girls. How are you? I was just uh, welcoming home Joseph. Girls, let's give the boys a moment to get reacquainted. 
Speak, Geek. You better have one hell of a story. Jesse, as soon as I left the driveway, your spirit entered my body. I knew that it was your spirit because my hair expanded. All right, all right. Quit sucking up and tell the story. Then she appeared. 5'11", dressed from head to toe in red leather. And what did my spirit tell you to do? I threw the babe on the back of the bike, popped a wheelie and said, Have mercy. <laughs> now that's my spirit. That's my spirit, see? <laughs> then we cruised into Vegas. Checked into Caesars, hit the crap tables. Hour and a half later, I'm up $14,000. $14,000? That's a lot of money. And you have a pretty girl. Did you, uh, you know... Yep. Got married. <laughs> then it got interesting. Oh. We hopped on a jet for the Big Apple, mm -hmm. helicoptered into Manhattan, Very where nice. we quickly produced a revival of the Broadway smash Porgy and Bess. <laughs> you don't believe a word of this, do you? Who would? Not a syllable. Well, let's give the <laughs> truth a whirl. Okay. I met a girl who lives just down the street. Um, she wasn't dressed in red leather. She had a nice wallet. <laughs> so we went to her place, uh, where I did win $14,000. In Monopoly money. <laughs> then I fell asleep on her couch. You believe that, don't you? Huh. I have to. You put a mile and a half on the bike. <laughs> Jesse, I'm sorry I was gone so long. Hope I didn't let you down. Oh, you didn't let me down. Well, maybe you didn't have a wild and crazy adventure, but you had a cute little adventurette. <laughs> you know what I found out? Hmm. No matter what I wear or what I'm riding on, I'm still going to be Joey. And you know something? That's okay. You're damn right it's okay. All right, big Joe stud. Yeah, I guess I am pretty studly. <laughs> okay, out of my way, dude. Going upstairs to take a bubble bath. Uh, Jesse is furious. He doesn't know where his bike is or where Joey is. Joey could have just hopped on it and took off for Arizona and ride through the desert, or Nevada and ride through the desert. It's like, Joey, you've been gone since yesterday. You get your, what do you call him, leather-clad self? Oh, he calls him a leather-clad weasel. He's like, I created you and I can destroy you. And Joey, of course, tells Jesse to chill out, babe. We don't hear it, but I can just imagine. And Joey just basically hangs up on him. Now we cut back down to the garage and Joey has returned from his journey, his adventure. And he thinks like, oh, it's okay. The bike is silent. He's just wheeling it into the garage like it's safe. He walks past this giant face of Santa Claus that would probably be out on the lawn somewhere. And as soon as Joey walks past it, we hear, 
Ho, ho, ho. And he's, Jesse pops out from behind and says, It's your last Christmas. Why don't you ask Santa what you want on your tombstone? And Jesse has a right to be angry. It's like, he said once around the block. It's like, do you know what that means, Joey? Once around the block? And Joey spins this yarn of a tale that nobody in their right mind would believe ever. He men- he talks about that he met this woman dressed head to toe in red leather. And you know Jesse's just kind of going along with this farce of a story. It's kind of entertaining. Like, yeah, let's let him get this yarn out and then we'll grill him for the real story. Of course, before we get to all that, Jesse is so angry, he starts pushing Joey backwards, like, by his chest, like, and grabs him by his metal-studded leather collar of his jacket. And, of course, Joey's like, oh, hey, girls. And Jesse's like, I'm not buying that. That is the oldest trick in the book. And, of course, they're like, hey, Jesse immediately calms down, puts on a plastered smile on his face. The girls got red, orange, and pink balloons. Both of them have a stuffed dolphin. I'm guessing they went to SeaWorld. DJ's dolphin is much bigger than Stephanie's. Stephanie's is like a teal color with a orange beak. And orange fins. Hey, Joey. Hey, Uncle Jesse. And Jesse's all like, hey, girls. I was just welcoming home, Joseph. (laughs) And right away, it's like, clearly, you know, they're... They can recognize the tension. Like, okay, we are clearly going to leave you two to your whatever this is. I love how the girl's like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and J- J- Danny, who's got m- baby Michelle, is like, ooh. <laughs> Glad I'm not you, Joey. Yeah, Joey's just like, Jesse, as soon as I left the driveway, your spirit entered my body. And I knew because my hair, like, expanded. And so he's painting a picture of this lady, 5'11", dressed head to toe in red leather. And Jesse's like, hmm. Red leather. What did my spirit tell you to do, Joey? Joey's like, I threw the babe on the back of the bike, popped a wheelie, and said, Have mercy. <laughs> Jesse. So like, see, yeah, that's my spirit. That's my that's my spirit. <laughs> you know Jesse's just going along with this for comedical purposes. He does not believe a word. He goes on to say how the, the, he and the girl... Cruised into Vegas, checked into Caesars, hit the crap tables. He was up $14,000. Of course, Jesse's like, did you to, uh, you know. And, of course, we all know what that, you know, means. Joey's like, yeah, we got married. Yeah, apparently, 87, $14,000 was nothing to blink at. It was a bit of money, yeah. Joey turns around to face Jesse it's like, then it got interesting. And there's a look on Jesse's face like, oh, I bet it got interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> he explains how he and this girl, who is now his wife, hopped on a jet for the Big Apple, helicoptered into Manhattan. See how this story just goes on and on, and each of it gets more and more unbelievable. 
Now, we helicoptered into Manhattan where we quickly produced a revival of the Broadway smash Porgy and Bess. And Joey's like, he finally just gives up. You don't believe a word of this, do you? And Jesse's like, not a syllable. So for those of you who are not familiar too much with the theater, like myself, who don't know Porgy and Bess, the story, uh, tells the story of Porgy who lives in the slums of Charleston, South Carolina, and his attempts to rescue Bess from the clutches of Crown, her pimp, and Sporting Life, a drug dealer. The musical features the classics Summertime, Best You as Woman Now, I Got Plenty of Nothing, and It Ain't Necessarily So. Now, I swear I've heard of Summertime. Okay, so I've heard of the song and I kept looking for it, but and I was playing things like this doesn't sound like it, but... Then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I remember the movie The War, which I also um, covered on the Looking Back at My Wonder Years podcast last summer. This is the version of it I remember by Janis Joplin. But then there's this here, which is from Porgy and Bess, the musical. And there is such a vast, vast difference between Janis Joplin singing and then this, uh, the lady from the Porgy and Bess singing Summertime. I mean, this lady here just, it sounds almost operatic. Right, guys, sorry about the back of the episode. So here's the truth from Joey. He says he met a girl who lives down the street. And he says, you know, she wasn't dressed in red leather. She did have a nice wallet, though. He explains how we went to her place. And he's like, where I did win $14,000. And Jesse just looks at him like, I'm not buying that. But Joey clarifies, $14,000 in Monopoly money. And I fell asleep on her couch. He's like, you believe that, don't you? And Jesse goes over, looks at the speedometer on the bike. He's like, I have to. You only put a mile and a half on the bike. So he tells Joey, it's like, Joey, I mean, you didn't have a wild and crazy adventure. You had, like, um, an adventurette. <laughs> and that just, that just seems like Joey, as far as he would meet a girl who would invite him to play a board game. Nothing romantical happened. He just met a girl who's into board games. I mean, nobody's going to see Joey Gladstone with his crazy mullet, his goofy face, that leather jacket, and just say, wow, that guy's a real bad boy. I really want him. They're not going to say, like, hey, you want I like your bike. Let's, you know, hang out. Let's come over to my place. And play Monopoly. You know, guys, you know the game of Monopoly takes forever to play. That's why we here, just between Jeremy and I, rarely play that game. Because it's it's just, it's so long. Jeremy comes to the conclusion, he's like, you know what I found out? No matter what I wear or what I'm riding on, I'm still going to be Joey. 
And you know something? That's okay. And I love Jesse saying, damn right, that's okay. So Joey's like, hey, now I'm going to go get a bubble bath. I'm going to go chill with the bubble bath. Oh, <laughs> Jesse calls him, all right, Big Joe stud. He is not a stud. <laughs> I love Joey's like, yeah, I guess I am pretty subtly. And just the audience is like, no, you're not. <laughs> And then he excuses himself to go take a bubble bath. <laughs> so Danny's upstairs with the girls. He's talking in Stephanie, who tells him how much she loves Daddy Daughter Day. She's like, I loved it too, sweetheart. But tomorrow it's back to the real world. I have to go to work and you girls gotta go back to school. So Danny heads over to DJ's bed and kind of kneels down by her bed. Says, hey, we had a great day, huh, Deej? And... We see she is indeed, yes, reading a magazine that does have her brother, Kurt Cameron, on the on the back page there. She also, I noticed, an episode had quite a few pictures of her brother, Kurt Cameron, on that corkboard. And I got, I guess this is episode six. It's like, whether or not, I mean, if they had all the episodes written and ready to go... As far as who was going to play Cousin Steve. They should have been a bit more careful about what they were putting up on that cork board. I mean granted back in the day these episodes aired you know week after week. So you can imagine that people would just forget. Or they're not going to look closely at things in DJ's room. But now that people got the DVDs. There are Full House podcasts out there. We're looking closer at things and picking out things that we normally would have missed in the original run. In original viewing. So while Stephanie was satisfied with the father-daughter day, and it's sad she's got to go back to the real world, go back to school, DJ, however, is having a harder time. I'm going to play this clip. Daddy, I love father-daughter day. Me too, sweetheart. Tomorrow it's back to the real world. I go back to work and you girls go to school. Ah, fudge. Good night. Great day, huh, Deej? Yeah, major fun. It was one of the best days of my life. You don't sound all that happy. I'm happy, honest. See? These are happy teeth! I've known that face since it was the size of a tennis ball. That is not a DJ happy face. Dad, for the last time, I'm happy. Happy, 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 okay? No, you're not. Okay. Uh, Steph, honey, I'll bet you want to get yourself a glass of water. I'm not dumb. You want me to leave. Something's wrong. Sweetie, I promise if something's wrong, we'll make it all better. All right. But if you need me, I'll be in the bathroom drinking water and waiting. <laughs> DJ? What's going on here? You don't have to put on a happy act for me. It wasn't for you. It was for Stephanie. Well, Stephanie's not here, honey. What's going on? It's just hard being brave for my little sister all the time. Like when you couldn't take me shopping, 
I felt terrible, but I couldn't show it because if I did, Stephanie would cry about you missing her recital. DJ, you are a terrific big sister, but no one has to put on an act in this house. Now, what's bothering you? I don't know. Today was so much fun. We took us horseback riding to the circus, to Marine World. But it kept getting sadder and sadder. What part depressed you the most? The circus clowns or Shamu? Honey, maybe you were sad for the same reason I was. You were sad too? A little bit. Because the more fun we had, the more I hated to see it end. I wish we could have days like this all the time. I really love being with you. I love being with you too. But there is no easy answer here. I know you have to work. I wish I could be in two places at once, but I can't. You know, I feel better. You do? Yeah, we didn't solve anything, but just talking about it helps. It helps me too. And DJ, I promise I'm going to find more time to spend with you girls. And anytime you want to see me, you can always pull me out of school. I don't want to me. Especially if you want to see me during math class. Well, that's a DJ happy face. Come here, little tennis ball head. Wait, when he's like, hey, we had fun today, didn't we, Deej? And just, you can see she's just putting on an act. It's like, yeah, major fun. It's one of the best days of my life. It's like, okay, you're laying it on a bit thick, but she's doing that, as we'll later learn, for Stephanie. And Danny can tell. It's like, you don't sound all that happy. She starts to get angry, like, I'm happy, honest. I'm happy. See, these are happy teeth. So Danny's like figuring I need to have a talk with her because this <laughs> is not the DJ I know. This is, she is not happy. So he goes over to Steph and he says, honey, why don't you go and brush your teeth again? Or go get a water, uh, I bet you're really thirsty. Why don't you go get a cup of water from the bathroom? Stephanie's not dumb. She's like, I'm not dumb. You want me to leave. Something's wrong. And Danny's like, honey, I promise you if there's anything wrong, I, we will fix it. So she says, okay, I'll be in the bathroom drinking water and waiting until it's time for me to come in again. We, so on the close-up shot of, of DJ, we do see that magazine, the page that is turned over, says Kirk in white font with a pink background so and that you can tell that's Kurt Cameron. She gets really aggressive with Danny. She's like, Dad, I'm happy for the last time. I'm happy, happy, happy. And she jumps out of bed and goes over to the closet, opens the door like, is she gonna crawl into the closet? I don't know. She's not. That is a purple inflatable grimace from Mickey D's. I thought so at first when I just saw him in another episode, but full on... It, black lettering across his tum-tum, it says Grimace. With Stephanie out of the room, 
And DJ now facing the closet. He's turned around. As Danny says, what's going on? You don't have to put on a happy act for me. She says, it wasn't for you. It was for Stephanie. And Danny's like, well, honey, Stephanie's not here. Tell me what's going on. DJ, talk to me. What's going on? And she turns to, she walks away from him, turns to face him again and says, it's just hard being brave for my little sister all the time. Like when you couldn't take me shopping, I felt terrible. But I couldn't say anything about it because then Stephanie would cry because you're missing her ballet recital. And I'm thinking, DJ, there will be other sales. But do you want to know what there won't be? Stephanie's first ballet recital. You can't get that back. You can't recreate that. Why would you even compare shopping, which you can do any time, to Stephanie's first ever ballet recital? I get it. She's 11. She's frustrated. So Danny scooches to the end of DJ's bed. And you do in the clip. You hear like the mattress or the springs squeak as he scoots along to the end. He's like, DJ, nobody has to put an act on in this house. But he wants to get to what is actually really bothering DJ. Like, honey, what is really bothering you? And she's like, I don't know. And she's like, today was so much fun. She's like, you took us horseback riding to the circus, to Marine World. And Danny, of course, is trying to make a little joke here to kind of lighten up the, the mood and the atmosphere. Maybe release a little of the tension. And he's like, what made you sadder, Shamu or the circus or, uh, the circus clowns or Shamu. It's like, Danny, t- no time for jokes. But Danny explains how he also was sad. She's like, I just didn't want to see it end. Do you ever have that, like, you know, n- whether you're a kid or an, an adult, you're spending time with your kids, you're going on, like, a yearly vacation and stuff, and you get to, like, the end of the week or the end of the vacation, and you start to get sad because... You're realizing that your family fun times ha- are coming to an end. That you all are going to have to go back to you know to work and, and to school and everything, and you're just going to see each other at you know the dinner table or on the weekends and kind of regroup. Honestly, this is where I feel like just as much as you're realizing in the back of your mind that this fun time is going to end. Live in the moment. Live in the now. Just enjoy it. Because if you think about it, if you're just worried about how the end of the vacation and just, oh, we'll have to get back to our regular lives, then you're not letting yourself be in the moment and enjoy your time with your family. So you're kind of, like, missing out. It's like, come on now. It just feels like Danny wanted to cram so many activities into this one day that it would last long enough, those memories enough for when he goes back to work that they could live off those fun times until the next time he'd be able to eventually have activities. But it's like, this is just showing the realism that, you know, parents have to work and DJ's like, I know you have to work. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I can't change that. Because it's just showing the realistic side of parents work. Kids 
have to miss, you know, their parents coming to functions and stuff like that. But then again, you still have Jesse and Joey to partake. I know it's not the same as their dad partaking in it with them, but... And it probably didn't matter when as much when Danny was working when Pam was alive because they still had a parent to partake in all the, you know, the activities. But it's not like they're every weekend, we're going to go horseback riding, we're going to go to the zoo, we're going to go to the aquarium, we're going to go to the marina, we're going to go on a tour of uh, Los Angeles or, 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 or whatever. That's what you look forward to. Those fun times, you know, it gives you something to, to look forward to. If you did that stuff, like, all the time, like, every weekend, that would kind of, it almost would lose a little bit of magic and a little bit of, if you're doing it all the time. But if you space it out, that makes it that, those family events make that that much more special. That's why parents take their kids on trips if they can to, you know, during the summer and stuff like that. You save up for the year, and then you go, and you have a great, like, week or so. That's Like I said, if you're doing this all the time, you're gonna get sick of each other. <laughs> like, you're kind of like, okay, we've had our family time, but now I want to go back to having my own personal me time. But I get where they're coming from. As DJ's like, I wish we could have days like this all the time. It's like, I really love being with you. Because like I said, I really think that they probably didn't see a whole lot of Danny when Pam was like, maybe, you know, he was working all the time. You know, he's even working on the weekends. So I think it's like, they spent a lot of time with Pam, with their mom and stuff doing things. But then now that she's gone, Danny is having to learn how to have, like, a relationship with his girls. Like, he's always had one, but now it's like, it's more personal and it's more involved. That's why I think DJ's saying, you know, I wish we could have days like this all the time because I really love being with you. And she hugs Danny. He's like, oh, honey, I, I love being with you too. He's like, but there's no easy answer here as he kisses her on the floor, on the top of the head. And she kind of pulls away from him, like, I know you have to work. And he's like, well, I wish I could be in two places at once, but I can't. So DJ here, of course, says, you know, I feel better. I mean, we didn't solve anything, but at least we're talking about it. And that's good. Honestly, having the lines of communication, just checking in and just making sure you guys are on the right page. If you're having an issue, just like this, just talk it out. Have a dialogue and just know that. You know, if you have a question or concern, your parent's going to be there. They may not always give you the answer that you want to hear, but they're there. Don't just hold it all inside until it just explodes and you're just angry. Because that doesn't solve anything either. He's like, it didn't solve anything, but just talking about it helps. And he's like, yeah, that helps me too. And he promises, you know, I'm going to find more time to spend with you girls. And I know, I know we look back on the show and we're like, oh, these hard to hard talks are kind of corny. But, and I know people say, oh, they're so unrealistic. No one does that. No one sits down and has heart to heart talks and stuff like that. And it's like, as corny as it seems, it doesn't have to be a necessarily a heart-to-heart -heart talk. You don't got to put it in those words, but just 
you know, talk to your kids. Let them talk to you. Let them feel comfortable asking you questions and just voicing their concerns. Just let them know that you're listening and you understand what they're feeling. I'm not a child psychologist, guys. I'm just saying I would want this if I were a kid or if I were a parent. I'd want my kid to feel comfortable talking to me instead of holding it all in until it just bursts. And they, yeah. First, it gets kind of funny as DJ's like, you know, anytime you want to see me, you can always pull me out of school, especially during math class. It's like, uh, I don't think so, sweetie. <laughs> of course, his pet name for her is Tennis Ballhead. I think Stephanie's later on is like Little Ladybug. We hear that during the Happy Birthday Babies Part 1 when. Michelle's like, am I still your little princess? And he's like, yeah, just like DJ's my little tennis ball head. And Stephanie's my little ladybug. And DJ's like, does anyone want to trade nicknames? <laughs> All right, so now we get to the moment that Danny has been waiting for as he goes and sees baby Michelle. He wants the dada. He wants to hear dada. Hi, honey. <laughs> you may not remember today. But it was one of the best days of my life. I love you, Michelle. Good night, sweetheart. Dad, <laughs> Yeah! So he goes in there, and the camera's right on baby Michelle, just laying in her crib looking up at Danny. He's like, honey, you may not remember this day, but let me tell you, this was one of the best days of my life. And he goes out, closes the door, and we hear, da-da. Oh, and he comes in like, oh, did I just hear what I thought I heard? And he's like, yes! <laughs> he's so happy. He bends down into her crib and gives her a kiss. Aww. So he had a great day. He got to spend time with his girls. He finally got to hear Michelle call him Dada. It was so great. So that was the end of the episode. I thought this was a good one. So let's see. If I had to go for a uh, worst outfit, I'm going to go with jo Joey and that motorcycle outfit that leather jacket just that does not scream bad boy that screams oh boy uh, yeah uh, <laughs> best outfit hmm gosh let me think thinking through all the wardrobes everyone wore oh I'm going to go with, huh, I think I want to go with, uh, Stephanie's multi-print dress. I thought it was cute and colorful, which is, was meant to be colorful because, yeah, definitely stand out in a crowd I'll tell you that so that would definitely be the best outfit of the episode as far as for relatable for this episode who can I relate to because my dad like I said my dad did spend time with me when he could it wasn't taking me to you know on trips or any of that stuff but like I said you know just hanging out just 
going for a drive. We lived in the country. We go for a drive. We go shining deer. We go checking out the hayfield. Always so proud of his hayfield and just he could just talk for hours literally on soybeans, uh, the hayfield, just anything that he was working on. He just took so much pride and, and pleasure in what he was doing with that. And even when we go to see movies on New Year's Day, that was always fun too. Or when Dad and I would go Christmas shopping and we'd always go to Old Country Buffet until they unfortunately shut it down. <laughs> that that kind of was a start of some of the traditions that we had that we kind of lost. Uh, 2003, we were going to go see Cold Mountain. We eventually did see it. However, we didn't see it on New Year's Day. And after that, it's like, and by that time, I was already dating Jeremy, and it just seemed like one of these traditions just kind of had to go. And before that, um, the Christmas shopping was just, it, it just felt kind of like a moot point at that point. Because you know, he'd started going Christmas shopping with Pam, and it just felt like maybe I was getting a little too old for these things. Like, I was trying to hold on to the traditions when maybe I should have realized that it was time to kind of move forward and create my own traditions with with Jeremy and stuff like that. I'm, I'm going to be honest here and just say I don't have a relatable for this episode. I never tried to change my image like Joey. Um, I never was, you know, like Jesse with the, with the rock and roll and the motorcycle and the girls and all that. So I was not a wild one in that case. Uh, I don't have kids, so it's not like I was constantly trying to make time with my work schedule to fit in family time with my kids. So yeah, just just no relatable this episode. So of course, next week's episode is going um, in honor of Father's Day, in honor of Danny Tanner, is going to be season four, episode twelve's Danny in Charge. This episode aired on December fourteenth, so about eleven days away. Almost oh, about a week and a half away from Christmas in 1990. In this episode, Joey and Jesse take a trip, and Danny is alone and caring for the girls for the first time. So this is definitely interesting, as Danny is kind of being pulled in two different directions. We got DJ, who's in the play Romeo and Juliet. She wants Danny to be there. Stephanie is got. Her science project for the science fair. She wants Danny to be there. They're both on the same day at the same time. Danny just realized he's being pulled in two different directions. And he wants to try to, you know, manage this as best as he can. As well as make dinner, uh, do the laundry. He's basically being Mr. Mom in this situation. Or Mr. Dad. As, and he really realizes how much Jesse and Joey keep that household running. Alright, so that being said, like um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I learned quite a few things. Don Ho, King Kahuahua, and of course, Porgy and Bess. So I learned a few things this episode. And I hope if you guys didn't know these individuals in the play, then maybe you guys learned a little bit too. So... I will be back next week with Danny in charge. Danny in charge from season four. And again, if you guys want to email the podcast, I would love to hear from you. 
send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Bye-bye.